what's up guys welcome back to another choice talk i am your host true freedom now on tonight's episode i will be speaking on religion and spirituality um so there is going to be some triggering content so i just wanted to put that disclaimer out now i looked up religion versus spirituality and the definitions of both so for religion it says that religion is the belief in and worship of a supernatural controlling power especially a personal god or gods it is also a particular system of faith and worship and it also is a pursuit or interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance Now, spirituality is relating to or affecting the human spirit or a soul as opposed to material or physical things. Religion is a specific set of organized beliefs and practices usually shared by a community or a group, whereas spirituality is more of an individual practice and has to do with having a sense of peace and purpose. It also relates to the process of developing beliefs around the meaning of life and the connection with God and others. So basically, spirituality is all about the experience of connection, whereas religion is all about the doing. Now, It's no secret that I was raised in a very religious household. I was raised by my grandmother and I was also raised in the South. Now, that was very, that was a very, very interesting combination to have the three of them. Um, But I was confused a lot as a child because we would go to church and learn about how good God is and we learned about how he loves everyone and we learned about you know the stories in the Bible and about Jesus and you know all those things and how to love one another and turn the other cheek but we were also in the same breath I was also raised to believe that what goes on in this house or in this family stays in this house or in this family which is very dysfunctional also it was one of those things that we I basically lived at the church honestly because we were at church Monday Wednesday Saturday Sunday we were always at church there was always something going on at church and sometimes on Sundays we would be at church from 8 a.m. all the way to 7 8 o'clock p.m. we would go to the Baptist conventions we would do local things with different other churches locally and that was basically my life but at the same time there was a very heinous things that went on in my household not at the hand of my grandmother my grandmother was an amazing human being but I feel like there was a lot of things because she worked a lot there was a lot of things that she did not know that was going on and 
it traumatized me, honestly. Now, keep in mind, like I said, we were at church all the time and we, you know, the times that we weren't in church, I saw family members within my house, within my home fighting over crack rock. I would see the violence that would come with them drinking, with, you know, seeing family members drink, uncles drink. I seen domestic violence. I experienced sexual assault. I was molested and I was raped. And having all these things that happen to you in, in your home and then you go to church and you would see these certain family members in church praising God, catching the spirit, you know, speaking in tongue, doing all these other things. And yet it still will go home and be totally, totally different. Totally different. And it caused a complex in me with my mental health. I would, you know, I would be depressed and filled with anxiety. And at that time, like I said before, I didn't know what depression was I didn't know that I I was dealing with depression or anxiety that was just my day-to-day living and I remember you know right before I had my daughter and I went um and I was very depressed about you know being raped and being pregnant from a rape so I had a lot of anxiety and worry and you know confusion around me and I remember talking to my grandmother once and I didn't go into detail because I, I don't think that she knew that I was raped because I just don't think that she knew. I think that she feel, felt like, okay, she saw me pregnant and was like, oh, okay, she's pregnant. But I remember speaking with her and I was in church and I got that good feeling that was all over me while I was in church and feeling pumped and everything and as soon as church service was over I was overcome with depression with grief grief I was overcome with all these different emotions that I had not up until that point learned how to deal with and she looked at me and she told me and she said well, baby, just pray about it. And I, I did. I went and prayed about it. And I would pray until I would stop crying. And I would pray, you know, on my knees to the point to where, you know, I felt like I felt something shift. But then the next day I would go through this, repeat the same cycle over and over again. And I had no idea. I had no idea that I was dealing with mental health at that time and I kept saying to myself why is it that I can experience this in my life and yet I'm told to pray about it no one ever talked about therapy no one ever talked about counseling we were just expected to you know suppress those things and keep it moving not address it and honestly I've learned that behavior throughout my life I would just stick my head in the sand and wait for it to just pass by 
because I didn't want to deal with it. Dealing with things like, you know, you know, praying is definitely important, but there are times when therapy and counseling is just as important and needed. You know, when you're experiencing trauma, you know, anything from incest, I was not in, you know, didn't have to deal with the incest, but I know people who had. But when you're dealing with things like incest, molestation, rape, mental abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse can cause so much mental anguish. There's that battle that goes on in your mind and your mental. It's mental torment. Am I good enough? You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't have the choice to have sex. That was forced upon me. I didn't make that choice. Like, so, and to be in my 40s and still dealing with mental torment and anguish and how, you know, in therapy, I feel like I'm consistently unpacking, unpacking things. And... I learned that that religious mindset kept me sick for a long time because I carried that on as a mother to my children. I would be in church and praise God and on the on the youth, you know, ministry. And, you know, my intention were really good and pure as it relates to, you know, being a good member and participating and doing all these things right however when I got home it was the yelling the screaming the cussing the going you know silent isolating myself for days on upon days upon days and all that right and I had no idea that I was carrying on that generational trauma. And, you know, experiencing lack, you know, as a child on top of the trauma, not having, you know, a lot to go on. And now food was never an issue because we always ate. It may not have been what I wanted, but I always ate. But hand-me-downs my grandmother used to clean houses and that sometimes the people would give her clothes for me so I had hand-me-downs I never bought anything from a store you know what I mean when I was younger and so growing up and having that complex with God it was like how could you how could you allow me how could you allow me to go through that? How could you allow me to do those things and experience those things? But you're a great God. You're an awesome God. And I still praise God and worship God until I got to the point to where I was just like, who am I? What am I doing? What am I doing here? And it wasn't until I had the suicide attempt that I made a decision that I'm gonna try to you know I'm gonna I I gotta I gotta make the next step to be better to be right to do right to be better for my children and for my grandchildren and children to come I 
had to do that for them. I had to do it for myself. And it confused the heck out of me. And even at this 43-year-old self, me accepting my womanhood, me accepting, you know, certain parts about me, owning my part in certain situations, even with all that, I still struggle with God. And I had to come to the point where it was he and I. And I began to start connecting with him. And not just because I was told to, but to know that God is in the air and God is everywhere. God is within me, right? So I could never sit here and say, that I don't believe in God even with all that kind of going on I know some I know people personally that now they don't believe in anything but for me I believe there is a God I just believe it's not the God that I was taught so even on this journey I think this this should be a, a part two um, and I think that's what I'm going to do um, because this goes a little bit deeper than that. And the identity, the self-identity of who I am in God. But yeah, I think this, sh- I definitely think this should be a part two. So as I close Like I always do, I have a poem, a quote, um, and I thought it was fitting for tonight. It says, finding your passion isn't just about career and money. It's about finding your authentic self, the one you've buried so far beneath others' needs. And that is by Kristen Hannon. Now, as I always say, I want you to stay healthy. I want you to stay whole. I want you to be you. And until next time, have a good week. Bye.